0: What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges.
1: Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about innovation within the manufacturing industry on marketing and business. Um, I want to welcome David Schiller. He's the president of Lighting Solution Development, a consulting company providing product and business development services to lighting manufacturers. Prior to starting his agency, he launched and grew MaxLite OEM sales into a multi-million dollar division, and he's also board member for several organizations, including American Lighting Association, where he's the co-chair for the engineering committee. So welcome, David. I'm so glad you're joining my, my podcast today. Uh, tell me about your, your passion for being innovative and, and why it's important for, for the industry right now to, to stay innovative.
0: Well, first, thank you for having me, Sana. It's great to be on your podcast. Um, So I've always admired free thinkers and creative solutions. And I have a physics degree, which has sort of made me obsessive about uh, root causes of things and fundamental relationships and trying to break down bigger problems into multiple smaller problems that are more solvable. Um, As you mentioned, for the past 10 years, I've run a consulting firm, Lighting Solution Development. And we help advanced lighting manufacturers uh, with all kinds of services, business development, marketing, utility rebates, recruiting, uh, regulatory compliance and, and even product development. So, so we, we touch sort of all sides of the business uh, is how I think about it. Um, and, and one of the things I've found throughout my entire career in the industry is that understanding both the sales and marketing side as well as the technology side can lead to better solutions and innovation. Um, and that's that's really helped me out to understand both sides. There's most people in the industry sort of are strong on one side or the other. Um, but if you can try to learn more about both sides and see both sides, there, there's all the areas where they bleed together that you can uh, perhaps create better, better solutions and outcomes. Um, in terms of some things I've, I've innovated in the industry, I got I conceived and got industry adoption of the GU24 self-ballasted lamps when I ran uh, Energy Star lighting programs for the US EPA. I've had other products tested at Home Depot, lighting products, and uh, I continue to tinker and and experiment with new product ideas um, as well as new business solution ideas, and I. I I suspect we'll we'll talk more about how um, yeah. innovation goes beyond the product side of, of the business.
1: That's cool. Yeah, so so I think when when you talk about innovation, a lot of people is like, oh, then it, it has to be tied into to a product, a physical product. Uh, so when a company launches a product, they're like, oh, is that innovative? But, but it goes much bigger and deeper. The innovation is, is everything. It can be in the process in the company. It can be the way you, you collect information, the digitalization that's going on. Um, it's how do you, how do you, how do you get you know, more creative, if that's the word, instead of saying innovative. So what have you seen in the last year or the last two years? What, what's happening in, in the industry and from, from your seat?
0: Yeah, I mean, a great place to start would be the COVID pandemic and the lockdown and, and all the challenges that that's creating. So all of the industry's favorite sales and marketing techniques uh, got upended. Um, trade shows, conferences, uh, business travel, face-to-face meetings, all, all of the things that that the industry depended on um, got got stopped overnight. And, and that really created... Uh, some stress this last year um, in the industry. So in response last summer, uh, my firm started offering digital marketing um, for lead generation to the lighting industry. And I partnered with a digital marketing firm out of Montreal, and we combined my um, industry expertise with their lead gen and digital automation expertise. And we, we started offering it to manufacturers as a way to Uh, Generate new business despite the pandemic. And it's been very successful both for my business, but then also for about a half dozen manufacturers that we've been working with over the past uh, six to eight months. Um, For example, we've had one client uh, who told me that it's the only way he wants to sell moving forward, even after the pandemic. It's that's right. Yeah. Um, And it combines a, a, a sequence of automated. LinkedIn messages with a sequence of automated emails going out to the same audience. Yeah. So you're hitting them from both sides and it, it generates higher response rates. And if you get the messaging right and you get the audience right, um, it can really uh, create dozens and dozens of, of hot leads and opportunities.
1: So what about has, cause I've seen it, I'm sure you've seen it as well, right? We've been flooding with, with webinars. Um, so as, as, as much as we can get tired of the COVID, um, is the industry now tired of webinars? What have you seen there?
0: I think, I think they were hit pretty hard. Um, you know, people, people were, were relying on them a lot. And then there was a bit of oversaturation. Same with the digital uh, conferences and digital trade shows. Yeah. Um, it's understandable. Yeah. They're trying to salvage their business. As best they can, if you're a trade show or a conference, but but I think to some extent it doesn't provide the same value, and um, um, they were only effective up to a, up to a certain point. I think I only maybe went to one digital conference out of all of them, um, and you know it'll be great when the conferences and trade shows come back uh, more normally. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think webinars. Um, Maybe people got burned out on those, just like Zoom calls. People are burned out. (laughs) Um, So that's why some of the other techniques through um, uh, sort of more sophisticated email and and social media campaigns, you can can achieve some good results in ways that are really relevant. Um, By focusing on very specific target audiences, you can make your messaging much more relevant and drive up um, response rates, which is yeah. the goal.
1: So how do you, because um, I can see you have the whole buyer's journey if, with, with your customers. I'm sure you've looked at that and then you're saying, okay, who's, how do you get the attention in to the website or through that lean generation uh, or lean gen, right, machine to, to create these, um, so, so you get the opportunities. Um, how has how, that changed? Is it is it still that you need to, people will invest if they're looking for something? they will, they will look for the answers, they will educate themselves. um, And then when they're ready to buy, that's actually where they contact uh, your customers. Is that still the same? Or will they contact much earlier now because we are all almost still at home? I think, I think there's
0: in, in some way some enhanced appetite for interaction, even on the part of the customers you're trying to reach. You know, they've lost their ability to learn at the trade shows. They've lost You know, a lot of their networking with vendors uh, and suppliers and, and, and the education that would come out of that. So in some respects as as hungry as uh, manufacturers are to sell. uh, I think even the, even the customer side, depending on whether who the customers are, uh, they're seeking out good information. So if you can present that to them, be really clear. Uh, and concise with with why it's relevant and, and understand who you're talking to, I think I think they're hungry for it as well, and, it, yeah. and it's safe, a safe and effective way for them to learn if, if they connect with somebody who's got a good solution for them. Then they're I think they're ready to talk about it and evaluate, yeah. it, which is which is all you can ask for. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned LinkedIn. Fact, uh, oh, firm, yeah. No, just continue. Well, I was going to say our
0: firm just published our firm just published a um, a guide to using digital automation for lead generation in the lighting industry. We just published it, it's free free up on our website, uh, which is at lightingsold.com. And anybody can go up there and and pull it down and uh, basically see all the secrets and tricks that we're using and uh, whether they choose to work with us or not. But we think uh, um, it's good for people to understand better how these types of campaigns can help them grow a business despite the pandemic
1: yeah all right i like that i have to check that out after um so you mentioned linkedin so which of the social platforms do you see are the strongest one um now that you mentioned linkedin and then you said email what about some of the other ones what what's your insight here in my
0: experience linkedin is, is the strongest for b2b now if i were trying to sell to consumers i'd probably use facebook and twitter and all the others but um for for b for serious b2b I, i'm i've always been impressed with linkedin the ability to find the right decision makers and audience um, you know a lot of people don't know there's there's a, a highest level of linkedin called sales navigator it costs more money but uh, you get access to the entire linkedin database and all the information and can slice yeah. and dice it in in a lot of different ways that are powerful to find to find your customers, and that, that's that's a you know a big part of um, of effective lead gen is is finding the right audience, yeah, or list. So however so, you want to think about it,
1: yeah, no, and let's find it. So how do you? So again, if I, I put me in the seat right because I I'm on LinkedIn, um, I use it a lot. Uh, So that's that's the one who connects and just saying, hey you want to connect and I'm like okay we can connect, and then the whole sales speech start right, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this and i'm like stop it right, tell me where the value is that we can educate and help each other to be a better person to be a better engineer. Then we have something to 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 go from. But just to shoot a water hose like fire saying, this is what I can do, right? I don't want it.
0: <laughs> um, it's very annoying and it happens all yeah, the time. So yeah. poor decisions on, on on the list and poor decisions in the messaging lead to terrible outcomes and, and the types of experiences yeah. that just leave everybody frustrated and, and sometimes yeah. angry. So so I agree, and that's, that's why the art of this is figuring out exactly who your audience is gonna be and really narrowing the focus on them. Like, you know, it could be distributors, it could be contractors, it could be OEMs, it can be uh, facility managers and very specific vertical industries like oil and gas or uh, yeah. higher education. I mean, the list is, is, is huge. But you gotta you gotta make it really tight on the on the audience, and then you can get the messaging relevant. You can talk directly to those contractors about the problem they may be having and this possible solution. They can always say no, no, thank you, not interested. But uh, your odds of of um, finding people interested in your solution go way up. And you just yeah. you just. The numbers kick in at that point.
1: So, so you go for the the quality, right, and not just the quantity, where you say that we just close out and yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Some <laughs> people are impressed. Oh, yeah. I have a list of ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not how to think yeah. about it. Yeah, you, you need a really tight list so you can make compelling messaging.
1: Yeah, what about, so again, because again, the quantity and the quality that's there, I'm also being so many emails saying, do you want to buy this email list? And I'm like, no, I don't because you you either didn't get it the proper way or <laughs> it's how do I know that the people on this list is actually the right people? So so you're correct.
0: I've had customers or clients buy those lists and what, fun- yeah. what ha- ends up happening is they, they're very old lists. And yeah. they try to use them with platforms like uh, um, uh, MailChimp or Constant Contact. Yeah. And those services reject the lists. They yeah. test them and they reject them and they have gotten zero value out of that purchase. So yeah. I, I advise clients frequently to avoid buying lists. But yeah. but generating your own lists through Sales Navigator and trade associations and sort of... Uh, Fresh lists or you know up to date lists. That's, yeah. that's where the quality is. Yeah. That's what? Of, what a,
1: yeah. Yeah. No. It, and it takes time. But again, back to the quality. Um, and again, get good good customers. Uh, you yeah. don't need you need the good customers. What about communities? Something I'm seeing is if if I want to learn something and if it's within new software. Um, I jump in and find uh, where can I, where can I learn? where the, Where is there a group of the same people like me? Um, and this could be with, um, it, it could be some software. So I jumped on Facebook and then there will be a community and I can ask, I can't figure this out. How do you do it? Right? So it's a, instead of just asking Google, how do I do it? Now there's these pockets of communities, but going into the whole manufacturing industry, um, there's so many places you can see distributors have their own communities. You, there's, uh, there's Reddit where you can you can get lost there as well. There's there's so many places you can go. So with your customers, do do you recommend that they you know where, where will they educate their customers if they're looking for for that kind of either problem solving uh, area? Where where will they go?
0: Well, I mean, one idea one idea is there's uh, groups on LinkedIn as well, and they call them yeah. groups. Yeah. Um, and that's a place where you can find. Um, uh, list. you can find uh, audiences interested in very, very specific topics and from very, very specific uh, parts of an industry. Um, so, so we can do that in, in building um, target audiences as well. We can, we can take those groups on LinkedIn. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of manufacturers will try to join groups for their customers you know, that are comprised of their customers. And that way they can interact yeah um, even during the pandemic with with
1: with, with, with that large way. numbers
0: yeah. of potential customers that that's yeah. one area um trying to think if there's you know another way to do it is to simply maybe it's more traditional but you know think about what your what your customers are reading and um that could be trade pubs it can be um other kinds of industry sites and you know there's very traditional techniques like advertising, but there's others. Um, you know, there's also PR. There's there's uh, strategic partnerships and and doing different kinds of education that way.
1: That way, okay. So the the companies that that you have, you, you know, you're working closely together with. Do you recommend them as well to to update their their website as well to so they have if they go to have a chatbot bot on, on it so they can answer the customers. Either live or they have a bot that actually is answering based on what they, of course, what they put into it. I w-
0: I would say I have seen some some clients um, using the pandemic as an opportunity to update their website and and um, refresh it, build it out, and make it more valuable to their to their customers and potential customers. Uh, a, a chat bot, um, it, you know, is one possible technique to try to, uh, increase engagement. Um, uh, but, but good content, I think trumps, trumps some of those, um, automation techniques. So, so good content is a magnet. Yeah. And then, and, and, and can work well. And that could be white papers. It could be, you know, um, it could be podcasts like you're doing, you know, here, yeah. but yeah, good content is valuable if it's done right it is valuable for, uh, for a
1: customer base for the customer base. Okay so creativity is, is the fuel of, of innovation. So, so where do you see companies going or how do they stay innovative now when we have 2021 or we, we look into 2022 what, what should they look at and do? So so
0: we so are we talking specifically about product innovation or innovation within the business?
1: I think within the business, I think yeah. within the business, because again, the product is, is an, is one of the outcomes, but, but to get to the, to that product that's innovative, um, that's a lot of things that happens behind it. If you have a roadmap, if process, who do you work with? So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, um, there's a lot of opportunity now for, for manufacturers to look at, at, at the entire business model. Um, So, you know, we talked already about some digital marketing approaches, but online sales is just continues to grow every year. um, And there's always opportunity to improve what companies are doing there, whether they're selling direct or partnering, whatever their um, e-commerce strategy might be. Uh, There's always the opportunity to go after a new channel. If your product can um, either be sold through a new channel or Add value to another type of end user. There's lots of opportunities there, and that can grow business dramatically. Um, strategic marketing partnerships. There, there's a lot of different possibilities, but if you can partner with, let's say, a trade association that um, that your customers belong to, there's all kinds of, of possibilities for how you can interact with them, even post COVID. Um, yeah. And all of these things can lead to significant business growth, just like product innovation can And not to discount product innovation. It's, 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 it's maybe the straightest line to uh, differentiation and, and adding value, but, but it's not the only technique.
1: No, no, no. So do you, do you also go in and consult on how sales and marketing, uh, if it's not the same team, sometimes they're not, um, how they can start having the same language uh, so they understand the, the, the whole sales funnel and marketing funnel because you have your marketing leads and then they turn into a sales leads. Um, so what, have, you, have you seen any, anything there where you, where you had to educate or to get them more aligned um, or any challenges?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a constant challenge. Uh, <laughs> I think most of the time, sales and marketing are separate silos and staff
1: um, yeah.
0: who are evaluated by different metrics and therefore they're not focused on the same things all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's true outside the lighting industry as well. But yeah, the, the trick is... Um, I try to get people to think about sales and marketing as two ends of one continuum. I know this, this may sound a little, a little, uh, a little strange, but I I view marketing as selling to groups and I view uh, sales as marketing to one at a time. So that there's this sliding scale, but the fundamental principles of sales and marketing are target audience and value proposition. and if you can get really good at, at, at creating the right thinking around target audience and, and value proposition, that'll serve you on the sales side and serve you on the marketing side. Marketing going after you know bigger numbers of people and how they perceive your company and your solutions. And then sales, you're going after specific customers and trying to influence them in, in much the same way, but. Uh, sort of one at a time on the sales side. trying to convince individuals that, uh, that you have the right solution for them. So, so that's how I try to get them to speak the same language. And, and you're right, the sales funnels there, sales guys and, and marketing guys understand the sales funnel. Uh, in my experience, they, they both get that. Um, and I think most good salespeople sort of do some of their own marketing in addition to what the marketing department does. And they yeah. do it very specifically to their network.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And they get higher response rates than the marketing department does. And that's I, that's that's been pretty consistent because the marketing department speaks as the company, yeah. whereas the salesman speaks as a human being. Yeah. And people are much more interested in interacting with human beings than being. companies.
1: Yeah, so, that's where you build the trust, right? And then you yeah. can- go from yes. there.
0: And yeah. some of the sales guys maybe have been in the industry 10, 20, 30 years, that they have some serious relationships that the marketing department will never have.
1: Right? Yeah, the
0: marketing department is is, is putting <laughs> on the face of the company and they just it's it's two different types of marketing in a way. So yeah. so there's some interesting things. So for some of my companies, I'll market as the company doing the, you know, sort of traditional marketing, but then the sales guys will take it and they'll put their face on it. Yeah, and get it out to their networks in very sp- basic ways, and they may get double um, the open rates on the same email. Same.
1: yeah. So how no- do you how do how do you get the message out there? Because I think so. The industry I'm in, in the electronic industry, it's, it's, some of it is old fashioned, uh, and there's also some companies that is ahead of the game. But there's still some old fashioned and there's still, I'm sure, somebody with a fax machine um, and <laughs> they have to send in an order. But how um, how do you how do you educate this company or the companies say, so they can understand and how they can use LinkedIn? And, and, and look at LinkedIn as not saying, hey, this is not where you look for a job. Yeah, you'd go there as well if you look for a job, but the channel and the educational piece that's there, and again, to stand out and saying, hey, I'm the one, and now this is what I can offer. Um, how do you how do you educate them on that? Because it's a big machine and I have, and I'm asking because I'm, I'm standing there and it's not easy to <laughs> to say you should use it more.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what I found has been, more effective than anything is, is you really don't spend time explaining it. You okay. get them on a the zoom like this share screen yeah. and show them. Okay. We, you know, we would do some, um, uh, some sales navigator searches and then yeah. pull up of a thousand um, target customers that are exactly what they want. You know, we talk through it, do the search together on yeah. share screen and, not explain, but just, it just shows them, they see it. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, I can pick from these states or these regions, these titles from these industries, yeah. um, these keywords, and and then boom, they can see the list and look at it and then be like, whoa, that's that's who I wanna reach. And, and we don't have to do as much explanation if we can simply show it to them um, yeah. on, a, on a on a call like this.
1: No, 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 but that's also so that's one level, right? I think there's also the level of being the the person if something ha- shows up in your feed. So just saying like, right? That's just one action you can do or interaction. But be the one that that actually have an opinion um, about it. Uh, so you, and it's not the one to say I want to sell you this, right? That's not the opinion <laughs> or the message. But having having a thoughtful. Um, comment so again don't flood it but doing in a proper way Um, that's do you do the same and 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 educate and saying hey look at this and seeing how that one actually you know spread out and now your audience is not just this 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 little group because you you comment on it and this is how big it can grow
0: yeah that's a great point I I think a lot of um, a lot of clients aren't thinking deeply about how to um, improve their social media interaction and, and um, presence.
1: Okay.
0: The, you know, I, th- I think the general rule of thumb is in all the activities you do, can you add value? Yeah. Because if you can add value, people notice that and they, and that's, uh, that improves their opinion of you, that improves their perception. So, I would, my argument would be in in all your interactions, whether it's on social media or email or, you know, face-to-face conversations eventually someday, uh, see about how you can add the most value to your customers, whether that's information, market intelligence, um, you know, a new perspective that was missed in a conversation. If you always think about it in terms of adding value, you're going to generally have uh, the best outcomes. People are going to improve their opinion of you that, that that's a framework I'd recommend and that that can be on social media as well
1: yeah no that, that's a good take on it uh, it's about about the value that was the word I should have used so no. <laughs> so that's a good take on it um, in terms of learning and creativity what's what's the most important thing you can do in your space right now
0: I guess I I, I have a couple ideas um, you know one is read 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 um, and I, I, I honestly spend more than an hour a day um, reading the latest industry news or scanning for things that that really are relevant and um, maybe represent a breakthrough. Um, and that could be lighting industry trade pubs, but it can also be other industries. Um, and, and general media, you know, just always scanning and seeing what's new, what kind of innovation is coming. Um, And tangential industries to the lighting industry are where a lot of the innovation actually comes from. A lot of people don't know that. So that might be automotive industry display, uh, advanced materials and and consumer electronics. A lot of innovation happens there because they have bigger budgets than the lighting industry does. And then they can over time um, funnel or filter their way down to the lighting industry. In fact, LEDs themselves—they took that route. They went through automotive and the display industries before they ever got to lighting, and those industries made them um, cost feasible before it became uh, it could before it could work in lighting. So those are some areas. Um, another another idea is when you get when you read about cool things that are happening and you get your own innovative idea and it, it stops you and makes you say, "Wow." Make sure you write it down. Um, You know, it could be written down in your computer or your phone. It doesn't really matter as long as it's a place where you can go back and find it. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter if your job description is innovation. If you start exploring your best innovative ideas, even if it's not your job description, you know, you know, from a product perspective, can you create a prototype? that would convince others of the value of what you've come up with? And can you, t- is there, can you come up with a way to test uh, product market fit? You know, does, will the market want it? Uh, that's not a small trivial detail. That's really, really important. Um, being able to test those things. Can you make a prototype? Can you test product market fit? That could lead to some big ideas and big wins, even if it wasn't what your job description entailed. Um, and I would recommend that to, to people. And then thirdly, I'd, I'd say uh, calculated risks are, are necessary to innovate, you know? Um, so you should be evaluating uh, the, the reward risk uh, ratio, if you will. And, and if somebody isn't sure how to, how to evaluate those things, you, you, might, you might build those skills with, um, with, with basic games. Um, competitive strategy games like uh, poker and chess and martial arts and other things where you really have to um, think hard about uh, risk reward and and i enjoy all of those things to try to sharpen those
1: skills that's some good good insight there yeah Um, so what would you tell david 10 years ago Mm. Now that you have a lot of experience for the last 10 years. Well, um, I would, I would
0: say a few things I would say, you know, leaving uh, a safe government job for a risky uh, private sector sales role turned out to be a good decision. Um, I would also reassure him that then leaving that salaried VP position to start your own business um, was a little scary, but it also turned out to be a good decision. So so I would reassure him on that. Um, I would also say build more strategic allies. One of the things that's always borne fruit for me is um, building friendships and strategic ally, strategic allies with people who are chasing the same, um, the same market, the same market actors, but they're non-competing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, in the past 20 years, I've primarily been serving lighting manufacturers. So I've had some great industry allies with the lighting labs who are doing this, who are, who are interested in the same audience, as well as um, uh, trade press editors, Uh, other lighting industry consultants that offer complimentary services. The fact that you find people who are experts in your target audience, um, but they're not direct competitors, you can really build some some useful, um, some useful relationships there from a business perspective. And then um, great friendships can result too. You can cross refer people, cross market, uh, trade, market intelligence it's been very helpful
1: so so it's more also to grow together right you find the ones you can yeah you can work together and then grow from you know
0: it requires a certain amount of trust that if i give you opportunities will you reciprocate someday and help me back um but but you find out who those people are yeah and then sometimes people uh will make the first the first gesture and then um you should think hard about how could I reciprocate as soon as possible to, to keep that relationship positive.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I think it was really great to hear it from a, another angle and uh, also talk about innovation and it's not just a product, but there's so much more behind it. So I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me on and, and congrats again on the podcast and, uh, and Mind the Innovation uh, for the uh, community platform great ideas.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, and if you like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Until then, stay curious and keep learning.